0: This is Annabel Guberti and you are listening to Lawfully Creative, my podcast to talk with professionals in the creative industries to hear their stories, what inspires their creation, what decisions change their careers, what relationships influence their work. Today's episode is brought to you by Crefovi, our London and Paris-based law firm focused on advising the creative industries. Subscribe to our podcast, Lawfully Creative, or catch up with our original shows on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, YouTube, Anchor, and many more podcast aggregators and platforms. Please do leave a review and rating about our podcast to encourage others to discover our curated content. Thank you. Hi, Annabelle. Hi.
1: Hi. Can you save me
0: you have grown your hair. I was saying.
1: No, this is short. I, I've had it down the here. First part yeah. of lockdown, and I, <laughs> went, from being, I yeah. went from being, I went from Paul Weller to uh, <laughs> to Peter Stringfellow. So I had to cut it again. Yeah.
0: Good for you. I, I've got some uh, long hair myself, but uh, I've just stepped out of, um, of my shower, so it's okay. all wet. So that's why it's in a bun. So I discovered, you know, because I never Googled you, to be honest. Sorry, yeah. it's not a lack of curiosity, but I used to, you know, uh, catch up with you from time to time, face to face. So I never had the thinking of Googling you. But when you asked me, did you mind just sending me a list of questions that you would like to ask me? I Googled you. And so I came across this fantastic picture of you on a um, on a scooter, of course, because I know yeah. you love scooters. Yeah. Uh, wearing a very smart suit in the middle of I don't know is it Wyoming or something? Uh, it's
1: uh, Mon- Monument Valley.
0: Monument, Valley. and it's it says Malcolm Garskin advertising legend. Do, do you mind explaining what is the uh, history of this picture because it looks really great?
1: And <laughs> uh, no, what that, what that was for was for Direction Magazine, okay. which is like a sort of glossy color picture thing for uh, for uh, campaign sort of thing and uh, uh, the, the photographer, who quite well-known, he was doing. He was tasked to take different advertising legends and take pictures of them and explain who they are, like John Agerin, Kate Stanners and Graham Fink, and he's a bit of a surrealist. He, uh, that was taken in Putney.
0: I thought, okay, so this is a montage... My, my
1: scooter, my clothes, he just dropped that in the background. Okay,
0: okay. yeah, yeah he's he's also. Cause
1: he Because he knew, then people would look at it. He was a fantastic guy, yeah.
0: And and you look so serious on this picture. I mean, you 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 really do look like a wise guy, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway, it was it was a a Oswald Bateng suit, so it was pretty good, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah okay and so therefore you say it was actually then published in this um in this yeah, mag- it
1: was, was for a big exhibition and some of the magazines yeah
0: okay so i probably will actually take this picture uh, later on to uh, for the uh, for the little uh, widget. um okay cool so i also when i googled you malcolm i also saw that um there were a few articles about you in um campaign live and uh, and yeah exactly campaignlive.com uh, so is, is my understanding correct that this is like a, a, a trade magazine for the advertising so
1: campaign is like the financial times for advertising people yeah it's all about the business all about the people uh, and like in America I have a thing called ad age and I, I'm trying to remember the French one but uh, each country has its own sort of magazine about What's going on? Britain had two of them, two magazines, uh, Adweek and uh, Campaign, and Campaign's digital now. Uh, and and was, because because and there are weeklies, you know, there's a, a lot of turnover, people getting fired, people getting hired, parties, new work. Uh, it's a lot, so it's actually treated like a business magazine, but also like a showbiz magazine. So it's pretty a good showbiz thing.
0: magazine. Wow. Okay. And it was it, it all and it
1: was all sold in. Soho, so it was next to all the uh-huh. short mags, and, and the Vogue, and all that kind of stuff. So, so thank that, you. That's how it was. Thank you for
0: explaining uh, the campaignies. Yeah, so, it, see-
1: sorry, unfortunately, yeah, it went digital about
0: it's great four years,
1: four years ago. It was a brilliant, brilliant magazine mm-hmm. uh,
0: because you prefer to read it on the like as in the hard copy.
1: Uh, I prefer because, like, uh, you know, I've got a few that I kept with where I was in or I did, did okay. over, over the years, but well, you know, but
0: nobody's got that anymore, haven't they? No, and and to be honest, especially with a, a COVID nineteen crisis. Uh, but to be honest, I mean, to Google you, I'm glad that they also have a, uh, you know, a, 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 an online site. So I a quote from Campaign: um, Malcolm Gaskin and John Kelly, top creatives preparing for ONM Ford's challenge. Yeah. Um, so Malcolm Gaskin and John Kelly are optimistic about the job. And I think there's another one which says actually um, that you are a veteran creative pair. The yeah.
1: So we so weren't what, a pair. In advertising, uh-huh. when you get to, as a creative person, when you get about 35, 35 years old, you're, you're more or less a veteran, yeah? <laughs> Re- really, really. You're a veteran at 35. If you manage to get past 40, you're like a states person. And then nobody, nobody after forty. But weeks. how do
0: you explain that? Is it because it's such a high turnover rate?
1: High turn- turnover, high burnout. Uh, I burn out. because mm. you work in seven days a week.
0: Yeah, uh, well,
1: uh, as as, a, a, as a as a as a well-known creative director said, if you don't come in on Saturday, don't bother coming on on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so you just work seven days a week, usually from the creator from about ten o'clock to about eight o'clock at night. And then at least every other weekend you're working on a pitch or yeah. or are you off on a shoot somewhere? You know.
0: I mean, yeah. For me, it's like but business is usual, the, but yeah. okay.
1: But you but you're, you guys are time by the hour, so hours no, means. No, it's not
0: true. I mean, yes, but when you have your law firm, yeah, yeah. Um, Malcolm, you also have to do all the you know SEO at the weekend. You also have to to work on your website at the weekend, redo yeah. terms and conditions because you can't do that during the week because you are actually doing some business yeah. development or yeah, yeah. so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so, so, so it's a high burnout. Very everything's you're pitching all the time. Like bit like it's very. Even if you got a long term contract with a client, yeah. you never can trust they're going to move. When I started the business, I think clients would move every three years.
0: Oh, so they basically past, just give you some very short t- contracts so that you're always yeah, on your the, on edge. You know,
1: by the time I finished, it's about eighteen months. Uh, and now I would say, in the new digital age. People yeah. don't really have contracts, having project contracts. Right. Yeah, from definitely. massive big companies like a car company. So John Kelly, who's a very well-known guy, originally from working in CBP, he was creative director and European director of Ford at Ogilvy and May Another guy who was ex-BMP, Patrick Collister, was the UK uh, creative director. Um, Ford was having trouble just cyclically, because their cars were... This
0: is Ford UK, right?
1: This is Ford UK, but I was coming into Ford Europe and beyond, yeah? Okay. And they were going through a cyclical problem where the cars were, the shapes of the cars were a bit tired, and they didn't have a full set of new ones. a bit like going from a Volkswagen Beetle to a Golf, yeah? In this sort of in-between business. And so people are starting to buy other people's cars, yeah? A car car company can't suddenly invent a whole new fleet of cars overnight because they they just don't have the throughput. It's not like America where they they change the car shape every two years. In Europe, it was every five, ten years. and You you milk it and stretch it and re-badge it, but you don't change the platform for about ten or so. It was one of those ones, yeah? And unfortunately, the agency Ogilvy had moved from the centre of London, uh, which was... um, uh, off on the Strand, and the ah, Canary, oh name Canary is Wharf. the
0: really
1: Yeah, famous. Yeah, yes. oh, And uh, they'd move from there to there. And when they got to Canary Wharf, it was a desert, a windy, damp desert, with hardly any high rise.
0: When was that? Was that in
1: the that early? It early eighties. Right. Uh, and uh, all the people that were there, nobody wanted to work there because you never saw anybody. It was a terrible place, and the only other people there were banker types, yeah?
0: Yeah, but Uh, at least it was
1: cheap. No, it was cheap for the company, the American company. The American company thought, great, it's got shiny buildings, yeah, but it just didn't get, it wasn't good for the zeitgeist for creative people to work Mm there. And all the feeder stuff like research companies, where you would, a place where you record artists or edit stuff was in Seoul and, and hadn't built the railway to Docklands yet, hadn't built the tube, hadn't built the DLR. Okay. Wow. So even getting not only about four or five miles, it would take you two hours to get from there into Seoul. What,
0: well, by bus or? By bus, have,
1: taxi, like whatever it is, yeah, it was impossible, oh. yeah. And uh, so in Seoul you may be working on four different clients, got a voiceover, a casting, see a photographer, look at a model and just walk out the door, there they were, yeah. Yeah. so you could do four things at once there it was like really bad and for, as I said, advertisers for creatives are very and for other people uh, and if and uh, you, can have, you know, lose an account you get fired uh, may not be your fault but but Thank because you. you're out there uh, you, you couldn't meet anybody to get a, get another job and so you just walk down the nearest pub say well I'm just thinking I have a job and oh I'll turn up tomorrow and off you go yeah it was like, like that. So it um, same same happens to you... Uh,
0: so are you, you saying that this was not really great for you to be uh, to be efficient at UNM?
1: No, no. O&M? no, no. For, for me to go there it was uh, I'd i start a multinational agency and then a European one, and then I'd start my own company, which was um, mainly UK based business, and start again into bigger European businesses. Okay. And When that company was sold, my my company was started with about. But fourteen other similar companies started at the same time. We're all people like me, my age, who were doing UK style advertising rather than copying Americans or proper, yeah. you know, Gamble, Formula X, so doing all this stuff. We're all it was a big, big red meat kind of people who, who were in, reinventing everything. It was it was like based in Saatchi and after you know you know, Saatchi and Saatchi after about ten years they started buying every agency in America and and stuff. I mean, well, that dy- it was so dynamic uh, that everybody thought, "Well, uh, we'll start our own." Everybody starts our own. But what happened? Uh, London got very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Us as a company, even for instance, we started buying allied companies, like which were through the line companies, events companies, joint ventures with media companies, all doing a new, different way, as opposed to the slow way of doing things, which was all right with slow-moving clients. When he got yes. faster and faster moving clients, he had to build these alliances very quickly to buy them. And unfortunately, London at the time, all the property, most of my friends' agencies, yeah, those these trots or, or Widening, uh, 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 uh Rainy Callie Campbell, they'd go sort of almost bust or buy, they just couldn't buy property or get property or get rid of the old property. It was like they were squeezed out over. all
0: here to me to the offices.
1: Yeah, you know, you know. So they were, you know, offices were, and certainly in Soho and that area were the highest higher than than in uh, the city, uh, and all these new agencies were like people with are only they're only funded by themselves.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah.
1: You could never go to the city. And say, oh, I've got an idea for an ad agency. Give me a million pounds, and just laugh at you, tell you to go back to the your, your clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's all feeling, and, and it, it just, it just. But it became very very difficult even 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 people like uh, I had a friend had a, a set of ten or twelve recording studios for for voiceovers etc. like a really top top company called uh, the uh, the tape gallery and to build one room to do voiceovers etc mm-hmm. cost them a million million pounds And instead as soon as they finished building it it would be losing fifty thousand a year just because it would or
0: more. Gosh, this has changed so much. That's so are you saying change. that because, yeah, very much so, yeah, now it's yeah. like the offices are empty in, uh, in the yeah. centres of uh, big cities and capitals. So are you saying that due to all these um, overheads, and in particular this real estate... Yeah,
1: it's ch- of- ch- yeah, So I, I knew by that time, because I knew when it uh, started at the You
0: prefer time. to move on to
1: O&M? No, no, they one of the guys out, one of the first guys I worked with, uh, uh, and funny enough, who I did the AIDS stuff, with, like David O'Connor Thompson. Yeah. He said to me, uh, when I first started, I've been absolutely obsessed with advertising from the age of 12, that's what I wanted to do. He okay. said, so what are you going to do? Well, in the first week, so what are you going to do after advertising? I said, what do you mean? I've spent all my life trying to get in. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody, you, you never last till 40. You know, you, you, he you, said you, that to you? Yeah, and he was right. <laughs> he was, he right, was that's, right. He was right, yeah. He was so this perfect. was
0: back in 98 that you moved to INM.
1: And yeah, um, yeah so base, basically what happened, they, they were, Ford. they'd lost the luster in uh, when they moved to Canary Wharf. Nobody yeah. wanted to work there. Couldn't get top creative directors who okay. want to work there. And people who have all the hassle of doing that and big deal stuff, mm-hmm. and the difficulty of doing, the physical difficulty of getting stuff done quickly was just uh, impossible to do. Mm-hmm. So what, I'd, by that time, I'd worked in a place like TBWA. Which is European agency, and I'd worked on the camps that were made, being made around Europe. and I knew how New York worked. I'd worked in New York for a little bit on, like, launched Absolute Vodka there and things like that. So, so I knew how it a all top worked. veteran
0: veteran and a, and a, top, a top creative. And so a I was
1: a veteran, veteran, even though I was about 35 or so. So I was <laughs> like, I was a veteran then, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I knew I, knew I could make the work, and I, I knew I had enough people I could call on to make good work and get it made. And I said it's going to get made or get made, yeah. Okay. And, my, and I, I worked there for about a year and a half. And funny enough, the, the guy that hired me, uh, uh, so John Kelly left and went off to start uh, uh, a, a different type of agency. He wanted to do that was based in Soho, not in. You know, Sorry, where. so
0: was that before of UNM experience or was that?
1: So, out? so, so I, just, I just got to, I just got to join him. Can you hear me now? Yes. And Patrick Costa, who was running the UK business. Uh, he eventually, uh, and the guy was got in to work with a guy called Leon Jean yeah. from White White Collins, Rutherford Scott. He's I'd mentioned i worked with Robert him Scott. before on some project. Okay, he's top guy, and uh, and uh, we would start working. Well, that Molles the first week he said, oh, "I'm going to go back to White Collins and do something else."
0: Your friend was or you? I mean, you
1: in this Canary War.
0: You
1: yeah, said that yeah, another person that? I worked with. No, no he, 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 he decided to leave. Yeah. Oh gosh. And I thought, so. well, I've been here a year a bit. I'll be here in a bit. I'm going to be working on a big big thing. I'll I'll, I'll do sort things out. And there were some quite good people there, but okay. they just had no direction and no discipline, and they were very disheartened people because it was like in the middle uh, of nowhere working in <laughs> the middle of nowhere. So I knew some of them. Some of them had actually passed through my hands and other agencies, and I knew in uh, uh, the core of people I can get some people to do really good work. So,
0: what, for example, what did you do for Ford in relation to the experience at ONM? Do you mind just mentioning one of the projects you did for Ford in order for them to get more, you know, your uh, more sexy product? Uh, uh, the <laughs> the, the, the first,
1: the first thing I did uh, was. Um, we did some for small cars like car kit and, and uh, we're trying to make more like a little, little car have a bit of sex appeal, yeah. Yeah, the
0: one exactly. One we
1: did, did, as, did as a did as a likened it to sports car to a sort of Nike kind of trainer, cool. the Same shape, All that. Another one we did where and and then we shot on a big ice rink with silver curtains and made it very smooth for the smoother one, yeah. Okay. then For a little car for a little car to be sporty, that was attractive and been saying that was very good on surfaces. It was good. Yes, yeah, so I took this soulless, little nothing car and made it more of a performance car. So that was, that was like on a product. Huh? But I did okay. a big, uh, I did a but big you actually,
0: uh, Sorry, just on this note, if I may, Michael, that sometimes you are being referenced as a designer in the very, oh, no, very no. big well, space. Well, 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 no, are you no, a well, designer? No, no, we're, we're, I'm a, I'm a
1: creative uh my background was at art direction, okay, and then I became a creative director. So I can write and design and all that. I could do the whole lot, yeah.
0: Because I remember you mentioned if I uh, and sorry, I'm just um, backtracking here. But when we chatted some, you know, like a, a few years ago, I remember did uh, did you not say to me that you were actually the first person to actually ever go to university and to study art? In, in my
1: school, in my school, yeah.
0: In your in your school, okay, I thought My in your school.
1: family. Uh, and uh, the advertising course, uh, advertising course I went to in Manchester was yeah. the first pure advertising course in the country. Awesome! And that was, and I finished that in seventy-three. In fact, I've just been to Manchester for a reunion of people that were on that course, uh,
0: and seventy-three. I wasn't born yet.
1: Yeah. And everybody that was in the course, that did advertise. Most people were very, very successful. Most came to London. Some went to, went to America, oh. etc. Okay. Uh, and they were all very, very successful. Okay. Uh, like you. you know, <laughs> the, yeah. No. No. Because we're all very competitive, and yeah, we we knew the new stuff. Yeah.
0: At the right time, in the right at the, uh, yeah, in right, the right, right
1: place. Time. It's like it's like the Beatles discovering guitars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, three years before that, they'd be playing trumpets in a brass band and get nowhere. Since like, electric guitar came out, in Hope, the in an over, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, so um okay, so you basically were so so,
1: so, so, so. so, one thing I to try try to unify. We did a uh, thing about uh, new shape, new vision, mm-hmm. and we took uh, all the whole product line of cars. There's about twelve different product car like cars, from small to large. Paint them all silver, and it was supposed to be just a, a, a dealer promotion ad, yeah? Mm-hmm. In other words, this was a finance promotion. So you get a brief or tell, tell people to buy a new Ford for 0% finance. And, and most people, once you've got a brief letter, like, I'll just hand it to a junior or uh, a, a has-been. Okay. Give me a little press ad like this, yeah? And I worked out that this was all happening all over Europe. So I took all that money, I could make a big, big, massive film, yeah, and make a big, big thing out of it, yeah, it's percent finance. And what we did, we shot, got a whole range of cars, about 12 cars, made them all silver, uh, and shot this film about bringing these desirable cars to a whole range of people in the background uh, from all over Europe, yeah. So we shot this film for a million and a half pounds, yeah? So this is a deal advert, which you normally see in a little local cinema or a crappy thing or a crappy thing. That there. is
0: a lot of money for one advertisement.
1: Yeah. So, and we set set out to shoot it in the uh, uh, Nevada desert in America uh, <coughs> on in, in uh, Lake George or something like George somewhere and we set off to do it so we had all these 12 cars shipped all these european cars shipped out to the states and the idea was that uh with cgi there's this big bow in the river cars are driving along the desert which was going to be shot shot on salt lake uh, flats and then the this bridge and across the bridge there's all these different people gathering so we had all these every multi-nation national person Looking, uh, children, adults, good-looking women, guys, sort of walking us through the uh, 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 flat, in whiteness. Yeah, so it was all shot in black and white. Yeah, black, white, and silver.
0: And was it successful all, in uh, in and and the,
1: yeah, yeah, they're all pr- approaching each other, but they'll come to this chasm. Mm-hmm. But then CGI will build this huge, shiny, silver bridge, which had the shape when you pulled back. There was a zero, like zero percent. So the car you want, for the kind of people you are, with no percent from uh, Ford, you, 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 you'll be able to get what you want, yeah? It's all done in slow motion, beautifully be shot like a boat yeah? Which was totally unlike Ford. When we got there, uh, unfortunately, the um, Salt Lake Flats flooded. So we shot one part of it with the, the, the canyon, etc. And uh, we had to get a Russian uh, gigantic jumbo jet to land in the desert nearby, put all the cars on it and fly them to the Sahara Desert, Morocco.
0: Gosh, yeah. now I see where your £1 million budget went.
1: No, no, it that, that started off a million, million a bit. It went up about £2.5 yeah.
0: <gasps>
1: and we had a Then you got road. fired. <laughs> roads. No, 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 roads in the deserts. All this kind of stuff, get all the recast, all the people in Morocco, etc., do the same, all the Amani suits, and then CGI all in them. But we had to do it in a month. That was the thing. I, had to do it. I only had a month to do it because it was just a promotion. Uh, it was, was really su- successful. It really was it? Saved, saved board, yeah.
0: Because it, it, made,
1: it made, instead of looking like this little company offering cheap deals to get a mm-hmm. cheap car, it was like this is the biggest car company in the world. This big thing for everybody, yeah.
0: Did he give a lot of pictures uh, to uh to Ford?
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they did very well out there, yeah. And uh, and it also gave heart to the people at Ford and the sales people thinking, Well, we can sell that's a very simple idea, no percent on everything, best deal in town, you know, whatever everybody says. And not and, and together, all the cars actually had a bit of commonality, even though they weren't all common, yeah. I'd, I'd make them all silver and drive it the same way and the same kind of stuff. I had that feel out there. I mean, to a paying degree, paying they're, they're, yeah.
0: this is the same approach that uh, Apple is 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 yeah. Is, is, yeah. is taking. I mean, it's all as you were saying, silver products, and you can get some zero percent loans on that, so you can buy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. I, I made the most of that. I mean, not in France, but in the UK. So when I. When I go to the Regent Street store and I need something, you know, I, I'm sure I, I, I get a deal at zero percent, and then I pay it off in one year in six months. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. and, and Apple is so definitely you, a luxury
1: company. But, so well done. But, for but, it. But, but if you present them in a way that it still looks luxury, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, I used to work with Johnny Ive, who's Sir Johnny Ive, who, who designs all the Apple products. I
0: think he's back to the UK now. He yeah, the project he, he, with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This, uh, this, this twat of uh, Prince Charles or something, excuse yeah. my French. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, when I used to work for, with him in the store he'd be doing wine labels.
0: <laughs> wine labels with Johnny yeah. I. Yeah, that's why he was
1: just the n- nondescript uh, designer.
0: Probably uh, in his, uh, his, his pre-Apple era then.
1: Yeah, pre-Apple and uh, yeah. He, he was just doing nowhere and all the big designers in the UK and London mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. were only big because I had enough money to afford a studio, a design studio with, with benches and people and all that kind of stuff. And he couldn't work out how you'd ever afford. And then this job came up with that. He'd been working, did a bit of thing for Braun. Mm-hmm. Braun had a very good idea. We'll, we'll You can design shavers, but we'll give you 10% of the time where you can design anything you want to use the studios and fulfill your, your, your quality as a designer on other, other projects. Yeah? So it's quite a good idea, I think, for. Any, any design company in the future, yeah. Market company, yeah. Uh, and, he, and at the time, Apple was sort of funny, grey, colorless Apple that looked like Ronald McDonald. I remember, yeah, I
0: remember. It
1: looked, it looked like, like Palitoy. It was it does
0: not very cool.
1: It was a joke thing. <laughs> and he, he knew that by that people wanted these computers, but he knew that these. Designery types mm. would never work, have one of these crappy things because it just looked naff. Yeah.
0: I mean, Steve Jobs was not the most. I mean, he, no, no, he, he was never he met most best dressed man ever. I don't think he had yeah, a yeah, very yeah, good uh, yeah, dress yeah, man sense himself. I mean, Johnny Ive did really ace yeah, the design. So,
1: of so, the, so you just knew that if you made it all in silver or black or
0: exactly. shiny,
1: took took all the knobbly bits off, yeah, that yeah. people would not just pay ten percent more; they paid twice as much more, and that. For them at least uh he knew there's a big enough market for des- the designers who will pay twice as much more for a similar product yeah. uh, and that become a badge badge of honor so for instance, if so you got the saw house or anything like that and walk through nobody's got
0: anything but uh, sorry about the noise um yeah no I mean indeed it's, it is a just, success story. Just, just like just like Nike E does.
1: It we was designed for people to play baseball and you know stuff like that.
0: No, but then uh, it was it, taken over by the rappers. Did you see that great yeah, sneaker division yeah, yeah, yeah. design museum? Yeah. I saw it twice. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, so but, it was like all these rappers started buying Adidas in the US.
1: Yeah, yeah, the status. status, yeah. No, but they're not doing high jumps or running marathons. Other, they're just they're <laughs> selling, selling drugs and making music. Yeah.
0: Well, it depends because then at the concerts they were saying, "So who is wearing your Adidas? Show me your Adidas!" Yeah. And they were just like it was crazy. It was as yeah. you were saying, like a status thing. Yeah. Everybody was wearing Adidas. Yeah. I love that exhibition on sneakers at the Design Museum. Also, yeah. awesome. well,
1: it's just like it's just like Red Star in uh, Paris. You know the the football club. Yeah. No, sorry, what? You know, red <laughs> Red Star, Red uh, Star Paris. It's a football club. Is it third, third division? It's the coolest brand in in the world. Everybody wants their shirt. They want to make... But
0: what is Red Star Paris? Is that in Paris, in France?
1: It's a, it's a f- football club, yeah.
0: But where is so it based?
1: It's in the north, north, north suburb of Paris. You just check them out, Red Star. They're yeah. uber cool. Uber, uber, uber cool.
0: Red Star Paris. Unbelievable. Well, thanks for letting me know. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, but people in Red the Star north... not
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: The people in the north, them and St. Pauli in the Hamburg, they're the
0: other one, yeah? Interesting, I'll, I'll Google it later. So okay. coming back to your career, as opposed to Johnny's uh, career. So there was something also that I noticed. So thanks for, by the way, thanks for explaining several projects you did for Ford. That was that was really yeah. awful to understand what it is that you you were doing in, in this career. Um, I also found an article from The Guardian who uh, refers to you as a, a designer. As I was saying, yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, but they
1: they do that. Yeah, they do that. Uh, no, nobody nobody knows what an art director is in advertising, or okay. or what a, what a copywriter is. You know, nobody knows.
0: Okay, nobody knows. No, no but
1: worries. In UK, everybody work people work in pairs, and the crossover sometimes sometimes do the writing, sometimes do the art direction. When it gets to film or radio, who's the uh-huh. art director on the radio? You know, well.
0: So the pair is made of what? is made of one art director and the other is what,
1: a copywriter. Uh, that, that's, it used to be in the old days when advertising would, was done by um, newspapers or magazines. Okay, yeah. There'd, there'd be an art department where people would have to draw the ads up or design yeah. them. There'd be a writing department who would write the words, etc. So you're cool. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, so tradi- traditionally, in the past, uh, the writers all went to public school and were all, all literature, lit- literary types, you know, because they can write. And all the art directors are sort of working class craftspeople who can assemble things. And the UK differed where they decided to put them together to, because, of, because like what would normally happen: a writer would write an idea for something, send it down the corridor, somebody would take it and turn it into something. We watch Mad Men the early days of the Mad Men stuff. That's mm-hmm. what happens. But the UK decided to put the two of them together. Okay. And and they worked out that one and one equals three, so you get the. It, it, you double your to work on
0: advertising projects.
1: Yeah, so because because right. you can a lot more oh. cross pollination. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And that's that's why the UK suddenly became very, very dynamic.
0: So, who uh, was your pair for yourself? Who was the other the well, other well, of well, the
1: first pair. time, per, first person was a guy called John Patterson. who okay. you know lives in lives in a a, a wood, uh, wooden hut, in his forest amazing we all went green. Uh, Whereabouts
0: uh, In Wales, you said?
1: In, uh, somewhere in Yorkshire. Another guy was uh, Dominic Lynch Robinson, who's a lord now. He lives in Miami. Uh, his father used to be the chairman of uh, Leah Burnett, the first agency I worked at. Nice father. Very famous, Burnett. Uh, then uh, David O'Connor Thompson I worked with and uh, uh, Leah Burnett. And who eventually, I got him into work on my age stuff in uh, 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 TPWA. David, had, he'd let, this, he was the guy that said, you'll never last more than 40 years. Uh, he, he was the guy that said, you'll never last more than 40 years. But he was, he was a very good writer. He lives in a hostel now, a homeless hostel now in East London. He was like the top guy, you know. Yeah, he could not
0: cope I mean, but... What do you mean, he, he, was homeless house, so he, got, he went bust, he went bankrupt?
1: He, he went bust, he went bankrupt, he lost his way because because of that, and uh, he's still a very good writer, uh, and... I, I decent mean, he, yeah, that's, that's And he, he was
0: one of, of a guy you paired up and was doing yeah, yeah, writing? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, he was doing
0: very well, yeah. Gosh, he giving me the goosebumps. And, he, yeah, he, and he, a, he, he, Did you say in the homeless hospital, I, told, I ever heard yeah, you not know? heard... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He left advertising and went to, went to do a literature degree okay. in Sussex, and then found out nobody will pay you to write literature. And uh, you know, he was like a top top person, and he yeah, he, right. he, 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 he did. It he might be
0: a little bit of mental illness illness here, don't you think?
1: No, no, no. no? It just, no? just 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 he was a public public school boy without any money, uh, and he was ah. led to, led to believe the, the world is your world will always be wonderful and then you know then it became very competitive and, and a lot of people can't compete working class people like me know what it's like to be at the bottom so we can cope if you end up in the bottom but people who have a charmed life can't do that
0: do you think this uh, was it he, he went from a, a privileged background he, he came yeah. from a privileged background yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and a lot of people my next right after that was uh, Neil Patterson he went to a, a school like Prince Charles went to Okay. Top in, top international f- uh, right, uh, fisherman, as well as a writer and author, and he's brilliant. He's done well. He's done well. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot okay. of funny people. A lot of up oh. and down in, in the business. Yeah.
0: Right. 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 Right, uh, okay, so so in this article from The Guardian was I saying,
1: <laughs> they yeah.
0: refer to you as a designer and um, and you are basically interviewed there where you are saying that you were in your a- with your agency, TBWA, and that yeah. you're working on health campaigns uh, for yeah. five years or so, so blood donations, rubella epidemics. So you, yeah. would you please explain to us how this project um, for the um, AIDS campaign, um, uh, yeah. uh, came about and how you contribute, like you worked on it with Norman Fowler, who was the health secretary in, back in yeah.
1: 1981. Uh, 1987. Actually,
0: oh. this is Norman Fowler's book. Okay. About, about all that, yeah. So. So he was an expert um,
1: on AIDS, or uh, no? I. Funny enough, I, I invented the word AIDS. That's the first thing. Yeah.
0: Come on. Uh,
1: really? Yeah. What uh, does it stand
0: for? Yeah, by the way, it was
1: known like. as. Um, it's immune deficiency syndrome, you know, autoimmune deficiency syndrome, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what it was was that um, I'd worked on a lot of government accounts.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, my little smaller agency, but we were very, very creative. We were one of the best agencies in town for creative work. TBWA. Uh, yeah. So, small agency. And, there was, and they have a lot of work in government, a lot of work in other comp- comp- companies. Wonderful. Like Satch used to do all the uh, army recruitment and over we would do uh, road safety and stuff. And we got a lot of healthcare care. We were very responsible with the people that work there. Mm-hmm. And we worked on a lot of sensitive things like apart from blood donation and the organ donation, but also kids dying. I used to go and record kids dying on, on, on microphones for a campaign to get people to take vaccinations for whooping we got
0: for, for,
1: for, so, for rubella, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. So, so what what, what it's dying
0: on microphones? What do you mean that you were actually recording them while they were, yeah,
1: coughing to the death? Yeah, okay. So, so I didn't know know that this,
0: this this is what, uh, this is uh, what rubella, cro- I mean, when you're not so yeah. what they had like uh, pulmonary Did, infections,
1: yeah, 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 you yeah, throw it restricted, you scramble yourself, yeah, mm. that's whooping cough, yeah,
0: mm. uh.
1: It's a common childhood disease, but with proper immunisation, you overcome it. Yeah, yeah. That, I can't think. Uh, so we got we got the give because we had the emergency uh, account for emergency diseases, and this was starting to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and there's I'm, a lot rumours about town and the world. This sort of funny disease turning up. We got a main one of the reasons, apart from. The people that we'd be working with, the organization that they are going to put together to start working at, we knew them all quite well because we are working across lots of different accounts. also knew that we do TV, we do press, we could do uh, brochures, that kind of We were capable of that. We also had a studio that were capable of doing that. But some of the work that we'd ever do would be sensitive. And if you have your own studio, you can keep that locked down. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're a company like Saty or Low Howard Spink, they're using lots of outside people and, and whatever you're doing, uh, that was sensitive information that would leak straight away, yeah. Okay. Uh, so they knew we, we we could do the work and we're 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 uh solid enough to keep it all quiet, yeah. And uh, so and and also because we're so based, I knew quite a lot of people a lot of my, a lot of friends of mine died from AIDS, you know, before it was all okay. happening. Uh, so we knew what it was all about, yeah, and we knew the kind of people they're talking about, yeah. How was it transmitted? Drug addicts. They,
0: most of them were were they gays or were
1: they gay? Gay, gays or drug addicts or, or it's, but also knew the consequences and how all that happens, okay. yeah, yeah. So we got we got the good thing, and there was lots of the first thing was what I decided because it was at the time where nobody knew what's happening. Norman Fowler was seconded to with the chief medical officer. And some others, a woman, a woman called Baroness Trumpington, who, who was uh, in the House of Lords, and she was there, the the parliamentary link kind of person. And then they got together people like all the nursing unions, the uh, medical people, the uh, army, navy, prison officers, all these people together as a think tank to start working out what I do. Wow! And at the time, Margaret Thatcher was in charge. Yeah. He was a very very uh you know not my favorite person, but she yeah was. i I,
0: heard, I read that she wasn't uh she wasn't very open to the idea of doing that campaign, which so, sounds so was, was
1: it, was it, wasn't it at all? Uh, <laughs> okay
0: uh,
1: because any any mention of transmission by sex or drug she thought that would attract more people, more people would suddenly get the idea Ooh, sounds like a big, big way of reasoning. I yeah. mean, no, yeah, but that's, that's just like you know, it's just like from a, from a sort of backward part of the country, yeah. Uh, so Norman Fowler and Baroness Trump and all that, they went on, off to America to see what was going on. Some people went off to Africa to find out what's going on.
0: Well, I, th- uh, I think what was going on is that in America, the um, in the US in particular, the the, the disease um struck much earlier, I mean, earlier than the 80s, 70s it was around, it,
1: it, it struck. A lot all the time, but they had evidence of it uh, striking, yeah? Whether people yeah. were dying of a cancer or pneumonia or mm-hmm. whatever it was, it was just more evident there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like just like uh, COVID, mm-hmm. certain countries recognize it and report it and calculate and collate it. So they so it may not be they were the first, it was probably in Africa uh, it started, but nobody, the people were just dying, people die well every day in Africa, you know. Who knows? Yeah. Of, Have uh, of strange. So, disease. So
0: what you, I, I thought actually that AIDS actually had started in America. You you are saying that perhaps in Africa they had AIDS already? Yeah,
1: you, yeah well, yeah, yeah, yes. That, that was the, the eventual uh, thing. That was uh, an oh, okay. African disease, mainly, mainly from transmission of stuff, you know, uh, um, and then spread through prostitution and uh, bad. bad uh, habits, you know, of uh, blood, etc. Uh, but at the time, there's lots of different countries start start to report these things. Oh, people have got these kind of symptoms. Oh, we we've got them in Gambia. Oh, oh we've got them in, you know, Switzerland. You know, okay. And they all had all had localized names, like in France, so it was Cedar, SIDA. S I D A. Some place in that's world, yeah. So you okay, can you got me? She, yeah, she got it because. Because her background was a, a scientific background. She was a chemist. She might have did
0: chemistry. The Baroness.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. The uh, Margaret Thatcher.
0: Oh, Thatcher! Really? i got yeah. so know. So
1: she, 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 uh, she went and did chemistry or something. So she had scientific background. So okay. she was not not persuaded by anything that was about morals or or human emotion. It was like no scientific,
0: scientific
1: thing. Okay. So so she went very much understood. Logic,
0: you
1: know, yeah. So, so the sort of f- first thing was like naming a bit, it, cetera, And I knew that, um, that to that it would be better to uh identify the disease, give it a name, give it a, a logo, which I did, like the AIDS one, uh, and then you would be fighting the disease, not the people who have it or the people who transmit it, yeah. Okay. So to detach it from people and people's habits and say that it's the disease that's the enemy, not the people. Yeah, Because that person eventually could be you or your kids or something. Okay. Eh? That was the thing that she got, she understood that. What she got from... Even Based the on scientific
0: the, evidence, as you were ah, saying. Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah. It's not the people, it's, this is the disease, okay. this is like polio, it's not people polio. Did you
0: actually speak to her?
1: Uh, yeah, in some of the big meetings, yeah. I was I was not allowed to speak that much, but I would I'd be saying, "What do you think?" Well, that, that's, I think that's
0: what that's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, was she very directive during those meetings, or was she? Uh, she, she,
1: yeah, she, she had a job to be done, and the job actually didn't have good people with her. Okay. Uh, things like uh, when she was worried about, is it necessary to do campaigns about this? And yeah. And the chief medical, chief medical officer would say, well, there's, we've got no antidotes and we don't know how it's working. it could be worse. And this was before they even found out that it could be transmitted through birth, you know, that we carried on to, to birth, yeah? Yeah. So going about that, so that was the medical So Then things like, um, well, it must be gay as telling to pack it in. Baroness Trumping would explain how this... Prostitute, male prostitute in San Francisco that she met in the hospital there who uh, was such a bad prostitute he's innocent, uh, being ripped up and he had a colostomy bag and he was selling the hole in his stomach for sex and thought, oh, well, we can't tell people like that to not to do it. I didn't have to she tell said, that. This Baron.
0: woman, this baroness said that during the meeting with uh, Thatcher. Mark
1: like, Thatcher. And then well, you know, I would have been or
0: I would have just basically fallen out of my chair if someone had told me about yeah. Oh my god. And then,
1: some, then someone said about uh, well just telling of packing in, we'll close all the gear kind of And then some of the army people said, Well we we do have it in the army and the navy. And the navy said, Oh yes, yeah, especially especially the submarines. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like that. Was <laughs> And and then and then it was some people from business. Well, how do we insure people? And our insurance thing will all go wrong. We don't know how to get insurance for all. So, right. sure. but then so yeah. I used to that all the
0: time. They like the community of scientists that still not understood that they, you had to have protected sex through condoms.
1: Well, well, the only way protect
0: the, yourself against AIDS.
1: Well, well, actually, there's two lots. There's two, the two big bottles was uh, uh, unprotected sex and you know who's who's having it and that's a lot of prostitution a lot of uh illicit sex yeah and uh, and you got to remember a lot of parts of the world there's no was no birth control and a lot of parts of the world has institutional prostitution like the far east and africa etc yeah and uh things like prostitution in, in Africa, in, you we work down as a line down a motorway or a route Seriously? yeah, or, or Africa, all the lorry drivers, that's where all the would spread, things mm-hmm. like that. And then in the UK, uh, you can work out also in the UK, in certain parts of the world, like America, a lot of it was being transmitted by blood to blood from injecting uh, drug mm-hmm. users.
0: Yeah. Oh, so um, well, for drug, so, drug addicts, you mean?
1: Yeah, well, drug addicts, just you sharing needles. Yeah. Uh, or or selling the bodies for, for drugs. E- right, you know. right right right, right,
0: right.
1: All, all, all tricky stuff and then eventually fortunately there was uh, a scandal
0: in France where basically some of the yeah. some, some 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 blood taken out for transfusion, you know, for yeah. uh, had, had been infected by, by, by AIDS and then it was yeah. spread out to some people who were sick yeah. because they yeah, needed they blood. blood. Yeah. So that was a big scandal back in
1: the... Well, 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 well that scandal also was the same thing in the UK and what had happened, Okay. we were around on blood donation and they were always right. chipping away at the blood donation uh, budget. So they were not we- testing
0: for the AIDS at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the blood donation stuff in Britain used to be quite successful because, uh, at the time, there was lots of big factories, uh, shipyards, mines, car plants, etc. Where if you give blood, you've got a couple of hours off your shift to go and give blood. People would come at so it very. Easy way to get. I blood. gave
0: blood once in my life, and when, I, and, and when I actually tried to stand up, I almost fainted. So I said, Never yeah. ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand it.
1: <laughs> so so it's all done, but they, they ran down the service quite a lot in the UK and started importing the blood. And they imported a lot of blood oh, from America, wow. and mm-hmm. that was given a lot of the people that were donating the blood were prisoners in the American. Penitentiaries and of course, yeah, of
0: course, they were sick. I mean, they, do,
1: do, do, dodgy people selling the blood to pay for effects Yeah.
0: Oh my god!
1: And those were sent back to Europe. Hemophiliacs, etc. Operations. so people were using that stuff, and and that got out. Yeah.
0: Okay, so there, it was really like a moment of crisis when you actually. Oh yeah, right, yeah. So, so, what so were the key messages that you actually. Um, so the
1: the key the key, the key thing, the first thing was give it a name. It's. It's the, the disease, not the people. Okay. And okay. and so. ad, admit to the general public you don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Ah, so like so, it really like no one had any idea. Yeah, about we don't. Or we, protect against it.
1: Yeah, you know, we we don't know what's going on, but we recognize it's it's a monumental big thing. Yeah, and that's why we did the big. It's uh, not
0: very reassuring though for the public, is no,
1: it? No, no, it is for the it is for the public. At least saying well, because all the newspapers, magazines, word of mouth were making things up, or it could be this, could be that, should do this, should do that, just, just like COVID, you know. But the government... Okay, had okay, it okay. okay. Like, we try, one, one, we made a trial way. and testing method, sorry. Yeah, We've started to speak as one voice saying, no matter what people are saying, the only way that you can guarantee getting the, the correct information, whatever information you get, is by listening to government uh, communication. Everything else is like neither right nor wrong. So the only one is that. So make it as big as possible, make it to everyone, not just everyone. Every household in the country got a leaflet. Every post in the country, uh, at, when it was launched, was an AIDS poster. Everything big on TV was was that.
0: But so you I mean, at that. the moment, the government was not saying to people yet, you need to have protected sex with
1: condoms. Not, 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 not yet. yet. Not It's yet. a big thing after that, once you got their attention and said our 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 word is the true word, then you can start selling up doing things like that. But certain things like uh, we also did the campaigns to um, different types of drug addicts, you know, like that would target them. Uh, different kinds of.
0: Processes. Was there a big drug epidemic in the UK at the time? or? Uh, a,
1: there was an opening up of uh, heroin being taken as a, an injectable drug. Right. It in aside. On the east coast of Britain, uh, it was an injectable drug. On yeah. the west coast of Britain, it was a smoked drug. Uh, it was more sure. Asian, Asian people that would smoke it and then inject it. East coast, Funny, funny funny, enough, it was trafficked by biker gangs, yeah, so we had By what? Motorcycle gangs. Oh, oh, we're travelling around. We're bringing it up, taking it around and all that. They had very little supplies, so to make it go further, a smaller thing go further... They would cut injecting, it. Inject it, so yeah. if you look at uh, train spotting, that was shot in Edinburgh and they were all injecting, yeah. Glasgow they would all be smoking it. Ma- Glasgow and Manchester would be smoking it. And you get, now, these are epidemiological people. Okay. The so government. there was a
0: bit of a drug epidemic going on as well, right? Yeah,
1: but also you try to get them from the injecting stuff and smoking it. So right, they'd, right, 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 right. tell the police. Well, even better,
0: stop completely the <laughs> whole drug. No, you
1: can't do that. Yeah. everybody realise you can't tell anybody not to do things. Just, <laughs> but also, at the same time, businesses were closing down. Hairdressers, jewellers, tattooists. Uh, uh, yeah. dentists, all this kind of stuff was. Oh
0: really? So there was like uh, some new, new. I mean, everybody was getting a bit. Rotted.
1: Yeah, so we eventually did very nice. This same kind of information that was started then about clean needles or, or or wear gloves, gloves and all that stuff. Mm. We would do beautiful, beautiful. That, that guy there, that the top, right, top corner. That, yeah. That, no? That artist uh, uh, Christopher Brown, he was a gay artist, yeah? And he, did a, he, he did all the leaflet designs for me, beautiful pictures of different of your tattoos or, uh, or uh, you know, uh, dentists, etc. And uh, on beautiful uh, handmade paper, so you have them in your salon. Mm-hmm. So AIDS became this: is, these people are doing it properly. Got some new stuff to tell you, rather than shouty, shouty, horrible stuff. So we tuned different messages to the different types of stuff for people to be receptive and actually act on. Yeah. So Thank you you've got to you got to be really immersed into understanding the people and what motivates them and how will they receive messages. So lot so yeah. not the same messages, mm-hmm. but 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 uh, handed over to people in a way that they accept them.
0: Right, yeah.
1: we found we plus, found. Plus, plus, yeah, plus right, I do lots of uh, you know multi language kind of stuff as well. Yeah?
0: In the UK, yeah. Was uh, the um, the client so Thatcher in this case pleased with yeah, the
1: well, results? Well, or? Yeah, because yeah, it worked. She, she it worked. the big film film did. the CIA is very good. They can get anybody to do anything. So uh, yeah. Nicholas Roeg, who was a big Hollywood uh, director, director did. John Hurt, who's like a mm. Tom Shakespearean mm. actor, he just come out of Alien, he did the voiceover. So if you say, who do you want to film? I want Nick Rogue because he's wanted to have this sort of crazy, sort of apocalypse now, moonscape kind of thing. Nick Rogue, he's the guy. Uh, John Hurt, he's the, the voice of God, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, somebody are doing this sound, you know, I have the best in the world, yeah.
0: That was the ad you did.
1: That's one of the ads. you Did yeah? That was the main ad for that. There was some other ads I did before that, and then some ads after that. But you still use good people. But but that stuff happened as an attention seeker. This is this exists. Tick. This one's about the disease, not the people. Tick. This affects different people in different ways. Tick. 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 Tick.
0: Well, you know, it's
1: and after that, all the big money would say, well. Who needs some money behind them? Well, the uh, uh, drug addicts need more work, and it's best to do that uh, below the line, through uh, through um, you know, person person peer group stuff and all that. Right. Things like, uh, as I said, tattoos, and you, you need some softer stuff, you know, and
0: then off, yeah. off to go yeah. Wonderful, and. Um, uh, um, uh, Sorry. So um, and, and, and it worked, it worked, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's fantastic, it worked. Yeah. Um, just to finish, actually, on these public campaigns uh, set up by the government to make people aware, yeah. um, uh, I never had a TV set, okay, in my life. I was yeah. brought up yeah. without a TV set and I used to go and see my, uh, my pen friend in Hampstead, Cherry Freeman, um, oh, yeah. who I bumped into back in... Uh, I think in 2009, 2008 in, in Bond Street, and she 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 uh she was perfectly <laughs> pissed off at me daring to speak to her. Anyway, uh, so I used to like from the age of 12 years old onwards, I used to take you know the ferry, like the the, the there was yep. a there was a bus and then the ferry, and then I, I used to go and sit uh, and come and uh, and meet Cherry here and. I mean, there in in Hampstead, and then she would come to my uh, my my parents' house in um, in the suburbs of Paris. So it was fun. Um, but then, so this was like more or less the first time to- first time that I have I, w- I was in contact with UK TV uh, uh, from the age of twelve years old onwards. When when I went to see Cherry and uh, her two sisters in Hampstead, and what I noticed from the outset watching uh, uh, UK TV is that the um, the ads coming from the government were usually extremely punchy. Um, be it about uh, road safety, about L- road lit,
1: lit, lit, litter, cops and sneezes, spread disease,
0: all that stuff. Yeah, right. And also, you know, being very careful with with drugs and um, and yeah. yeah. and so why? My question was: Well, frankly, in the in France, whenever I was going to my grandparents' house in the summers um in, uh, in French t v was extremely subdued you know they, they never had this sort of yes. punchy uh yes. slap in your face type of approach to to yes. basically remark really you so that you rem- would remember the message so where where do you why do you think the, the Brits were doing this to, to, with this uh, with these public um, awareness campaigns um well,
1: well well they've been doing it for hundreds of years hundreds of years you know if you look look at sort of pamphlets from Two hundred and three hundred years ago you know about joining the army or or plague or something they've always been done And that, that, that question what i what I figured was that mm-hmm. my experience work in europe Europe is a very much a, a graphic kind of place yeah and they 're very good when you say europe
0: you mean continental Europe as opposed to yeah. the uk right and they're
1: very they 're very very good at um, packaging things so if you look at anything like the beer campaigns like uh like uh, *Biers de la Muse* by Mooka, you know like in Austria you know turn of the century lovely picture gives you the whole story but it's just a picture yeah
0: yeah or even,
1: like, like, a, or even like a Dubonnet poster yeah side of the wall in Provence yeah some yeah. pictures nice it gets the idea so they have some good art directors that no yeah but also it was more like window dressing we present our product like correct this, maybe you're that kind of person yeah okay also, also had a fantastic uh, history from even from 1720, like the beginning of uh, um, uh, Daniel Defoe, who wrote Robinson Crusoe, they a lot of like social, realistic writing about life in general, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, from, from that period onwards, they had a very strong this is what I've, I've been deduc- deducing, uh, uh body of work for cartoons, you know, proper cartoons, not just people drawing with funny noses but with captions, Okay. You know, like Hogarth and Gilray and people like that. They would mix pictures with with slogans or messages. captions, messages, yeah.
0: I remember but, Hogarth did one on the on Gene, you know, how Gene yeah. can yeah. affect families yeah. and yeah. people yeah. Yeah. and pregnant yeah. women. Yeah.
1: Big big exhibition in London about that, yeah, it? It? and, and, and yes, what, was being, what was being what was was being done in Europe as well. So the, the yes, UK okay, was,
0: I agree with you, but somehow it's always more striking when you when you no, see the new no, out
1: because just because like
0: wow all... in your face, you know? They just like go yes. for it.
1: Yeah, so but, take a picture. They'll take a picture. Yeah, a caption or a caption of it. So it was a double whammy. you put two things together.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're saying it's a more realistic approach to life compared to the to the to Europe where it's a bit more well, rosy well, well, and well, well,
1: well European was seduction rather than rather than attack, yeah.
0: Okay. Proposition, yeah. Proposition. Yeah. America
1: yeah. it's all all proposition, and no seduction. Yeah.
0: And in New America, attack, yeah. in America, it's like overloading. I mean, at least yeah. quite a lot of YouTube. YouTube yeah. videos, you know, to learn stuff about different subjects. Every time it's a, an American speaker, you have at the minimum five or six yeah. ads in a YouTube video of fifteen minutes. It is unbearable. They just don't know when to stop the Americans.
1: They the, the, the lecture. They can't. They can't. They can't paraphrase. They can't make it succinct.
0: No, but they really some ads as well in their own in their own content. It's unbearable. So what you are saying? Okay, so the UK would be more the message as well as like yeah. really impactful. That, that's right.
1: So okay. even even it might have something quite bland but the message the words might be very strong, yeah.
0: Yeah. Witty or, or,
1: or, or 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 they'll use humour as well.
0: Yeah. Or
1: the or, or the uh, the uh, the picture's strong and the, and it's a caption. So one's a headline with a picture, another mm-hmm. one's a picture with a caption, yeah. And
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Europe
1: is pictures, America's just Propositions.
0: Yeah. It's, in Europe true, it's, it's pictures, and as you were saying, it's more like um, um, a feel.: A feel, a feel an and also trying an to an essence, a feel, and also trying to basically make the viewer feel good. while yeah. in the UK, they don't give a toss whether yeah. you feel good or not after seeing the ad. Okay. They, they just want you to be marked by it. So I was yeah. like, "Wow, this is a different approach yeah. here.":
1: <laughs> But, but I'll, also, I'll also do tackle subjects which are serious subjects with humor. Yeah. Do, yeah. So, which most people thought, oh, this is too serious to have everybody laughing," mm-hmm. but they would do that for literal road safety and stuff like that. Quite, quite easy.
0: What and in the yeah, UK? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that if that works. That's what works. Well Yeah. Yeah. But it, I've noticed the
0: Brits yeah. are extremely sensitive to humour, and me too. So yeah. that's, that's a good fit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that, that that's that's my, my deduction when I when I saw that, that, that question, I thought. Well, yeah. Why is that? No, that? That's what I think it is. This yeah. is
0: really something that struck me when I came to the UK and when I yeah. was Yeah
1: but, but also, you know, it's not just say Brits are good at everything. One thing that the Brits got from Europe was we had a very good lit- literature tradition yeah. and sure. newspaper. So they had a, a, a global newspaper uh, thing for a long, long time, you know. Even though Le Monde is called Le Monde, it's not only read in France, yeah. Uh, sort yes, of, yeah. That's nice. Whereas the yeah. Times was written no, red e- everywhere, okay. everywhere in the world. Of so if you imagine, Soho was next to Fleet Street, so you had people who were used to talking the whole world, mm. and uh, and they were working cheek by jowl in each other's pockets all the time for hundreds of years. So, they were doing
0: what? Sorry.
1: They're, they're working next door to each other. Oh,
0: right, right, right. yes. With
1: each other for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, and feeding so themselves
0: to, ideas to, and so, bouncing
1: they, back So ideas. they used to think of a big app Big concept around the world
0: Mm. all the Mm. time. So
1: they're they're very good at handling big subjects. Yeah. Don't come in lots of different ways.
0: Yeah. Uh, Thanks for your your, your input and um, analysis on
1: this. But what what European advertising and some humour got, certainly in your English advertising, what we got from, say, Europe was uh, the sort of 20th century uh, movements like uh, Dada's and something a bit weird. People
0: take
1: adult, okay. de- surrealism, like Magritte, mm-hmm. etc. Oh, that's that's kind of weird. We'll use that as a for a cigarette ad, yeah, or or um, or uh, so Bauhaus style, you know, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: sort of unity. We'll we'll use that kind of thing to make okay. propaganda points, as opposed to just a, a picture, yeah.
0: So the, the various art and, and architectural and design movements which were coming from Continental. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which
1: we took. And so we'll, your... use that, we'll use that out there, send messages,
0: yeah. Okay. And, and you, we, were, we worked in the UK way. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, thanks. I mean, when I say it's, it's interesting, it's uh, I, 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 what I mean is that um, I didn't know that. I didn't know actually that the UK also got, also got influenced by all these uh, yeah. movements. Yeah, Positive. possibly. Um, so... Thank you. Um, coming back to something a bit more cheerful after this okay. tough stuff about the AIDS campaign. Um, so, w- w- uh, if I remember well, you were born in the north of, of, of England, right? Yeah,
1: and I was born in Belgium, actually. I was there for two years. It, where? Uh, Leuven, in Belgium. In Belgium? How
0: come? Like your my, my,
1: my mother and My mother and father. My father was an aero engineer. Yeah. Worked for Rolls Royce. And he met my mother in England and he moved around England. My brother was born in one part of the country, my sister in and I was born in Belgium. As, as he oh, moved you're the
0: youngest it. of the three? Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. As, as, as he moved around to do it. Ah,
0: okay.
1: Three, three was too young. His assignments after that were not in Europe. There were, then there were Peru, India, Papua New Guinea, all the other places. So my mother moved back to where she came from originally in the Northeast. Very poor place, super super poor place. Yeah.
0: So what's and, it called? Uh, place in the northeast.
1: Uh, Blythe, Blythe in Blythe. Northumberland.
0: Okay. In Northumberland. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: Just, 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 just. So, do Newcastle. you have a
0: Belgian? Do you have a Belgian passport as well?
1: I had one till I was seventeen, okay. and uh, and I know that because I was called up for the Belgian army, <laughs> <laughs> and it was all in Flemish. so that they got it somewhere in Newcastle. Somebody made the translate and said you've got a month to turn up to Belgium to be a soldier. And
0: uh, they wanted to draft
1: you. Gosh, no, no. But the funny thing—the funny thing was—and I
0: mean, they wanted you to do the military service for sure. Yeah.
1: Funny, funny thing is, I was in the actually army cadets. Anyway, the English army cadets.
0: Yeah, but uh, so, yeah, at
1: least you were so, really there. But so I thought. Well, I was. Uh, I'd rather be in an English army. Let put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Oh, and, the, there, yeah. and the Bel the Belgian were just fighting it out in Congo at the time as
0: well. Oh gosh, you could you could have been all right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Could have been sent over there. Um, so, so so I'm so
1: trying to, I I try, try to make 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 up my mind whether to join. Obviously, I can't speak French or Bel or Flemish, so I, I I just nationalized the UK.
0: Ah, okay. And so you you relinquished the uh, the Belgian citizenship, and yeah. you okay, right. Um, I'm actually you know I, I have lots of things on my plate but one of the things I, I think I may have to do in the future is to actually also of course keep my French um citizenship but also take yeah. the UK one yeah you, you know I, we, I, I think I think
1: you'll find that I, I've got a lot of friends that have done that yeah and, and I mean, got us, uh, and, and
0: annoying there are some I'm, stupid tests to do and stuff so it's time consuming yeah,
1: yeah I know, I know people, a lot of people around here have done that and uh, but I've got friends who have had to leave France who've been there for 30 years because it's so complicated to live in uh, France, you know, like in what do you mean,
0: France. like in, uh, well,
1: because of Brexit? Nat- no, to, no to, to naturalize, to get, become oh,
0: France- right, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's really, really difficult. they uh, but I
0: can tell you that the home office is not very easy as well at the yeah, moment, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so I, I know from both ways, both sides. Yeah.
0: So you were in Blythe from age two up until around what age? Eight, 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 18. Eighteen. Okay, and then you moved. You said to Manchester,
1: art, art Manchester Art
0: College. Yeah, four years. And you did this fantastic, completely brand new course, which was in marketing. Yeah, yeah. Ad- advertising. Ad- I'm sorry, Ad- for four years.
1: Yeah, an art college in Britain—it's a four-year course. Any art college, mm-hmm. yeah. you do a yeah, well, foundation. You do a foundation course where you do all different things, That's illustration, awesome. printing, photography, model making, and then you specialise in a, a discipline, whether it's textiles, uh, uh, cinematography, graphics, and graphics is the area I went into, and they had a course for advertising
0: there as well. Bachelor's degrees in France are also four years, as opposed yeah. to three yeah. in the UK. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. And how come? I mean, and, and and it was
1: in the university. It was a polytechnic, like the French okay. ones, where you actually have industry contacts. Yeah.
0: Well, wow! Awesome. And so and so, how do you explain that you were the only kid from probably a hundreds um, from your school, which you went to university? How do you explain uh, that? Be,
1: because it was the it's probably the poorest area. No,
0: no. But what I mean is, why you? How, how did it come about for you? Was he uh, well, I I, 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 no 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 I, I think
1: my brother went to university my sister went oh. to mm-hmm. yeah but my year I was the only one in in my school who were in the young school that went 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 to uh and I think it's because uh, my mother who'd actually moved away from the place and moved to different parts of the country and then she went to a place like Belgium uh she knew there's a different world out there. Okay, so
0: she, went, she was so very keen she, on she, music. She,
1: from yeah, high she, she, she went to grammar school till she was fourteen. She had to leave the school at fourteen because her father, who was working in the mine, he got killed. And it was when, working where? In a mine. Coal mine. In, in the, the mine. Ground, yeah. He got killed. which happens quite often.
0: God. And uh,
1: in the mine. House, yeah, the house of yeah, the house that they lived in was a mining house. And uh the family had two weeks had to leave the house, but not only you leave the house, you leave behind you free coal, which would heat the house and were you able to cook on you. So they had to leave the house, spend temporary accommodation in other people's houses, and then the, the two kids weeks took the kids, the parents without jobs and all that, no husband, a few other kids uh, She was sent off to Yorkshire. First, and then to I think another part of the country to be lodged with other people and to get jobs.
0: Oh, so she was separated from her mum and, and and brothers. Yeah,
1: but, but all the other kids did that, and the, and the mother was sent to to London as uh, eventually to London. It was it was That's what happened. It was, it was Dickensian. This is, this is only the 1950s. It was unbelievable. Yeah.
0: That was a pretty forceful hand, and who made all these decisions on behalf of your of your mum and, no. and the and family? Was that the social service? service?
1: Was that no, no, the social service didn't, didn't really exist like that.
0: Okay, it was just like uh, pack of survival, and it yeah, had to yeah. be done that way yeah. so everybody yeah, yeah. could have uh, have something to to, to eat. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so but she was keen on on the three of you getting a higher
1: education. Yes, because she she, yeah, she, so she, like, she, she, wanted, she wanted she wanted when she says a kid wanted to be a higher educated person. Yeah uh and she didn't have that chance so she was yeah. my, my father my father after that and I, I saw my father not that many times yeah because he'd be away for three years at time all the time and as i say i i never had a christmas with him i had okay. a birthday never went on holiday ever I had one holiday in my, my life when i was a kid mm-hmm. and uh that's how it was but i wasn't the only kid like that in the area There's yeah. just loads of people like that yeah yeah your father also had another couple of families elsewhere.
0: I remember you and mentioned
1: that, that, gosh. And it was, that was, that's how it was, yeah.
0: Was that tough for you when you learned that?
1: Uh, or you had already figured I'd, it I'd, out? I, did, I didn't know the circumstances, but okay. I didn't look at my family. My, my sister was very bitter about all that. My brother and myself wasn't. Uh, my sister always felt abandoned. Oh. We just knew he was working in in uh in the amazon or he's in Papua New Guinea and all that you know so he came back when he was older to die but uh, that's how I it, remember it
0: was that, yeah and so your sister and yourself you actually moved to London but I remember your brother stayed behind yeah, yeah, right yeah,
1: yeah my sister only came for one year to do a te- teaching degree okay and then, and then from our art college thing then she went to Sheffield she met a met a guy and then moved to Sheffield and became uh, our college teachers there.
0: Oh, oh so she yeah. she she's there now. Okay. So you are the only one who actually um came to the capital, I mean to uh, to London uh, and Yeah, 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 And and to yeah. uh But
1: to, you know yeah, but it's so, so there was always a very well connected London and Newcastle. Yeah, okay. The coal industry it was there was a reciprocal thing. So okay. it's quite connected.
0: Yeah. Good. Um and so you said that from the age of twelve years old onwards, you wanted to work in the advertising business. Why that? Yeah. that? How how did you get? How did you get that calling? Do you remember? Uh, I I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll lived the the town I lived in was filthy dirty. It was uh, <laughs> it was just terrace houses. blind uh, It was mining, yeah, mining, shipbuilding, ironworks, gasworks. It was filthy dirty. Lots of stuff going on, yeah, and. Some of the small towns and villages around were either one or the other. So one would be a mining town, another one would be a shipyard town, or one would be a fishing town, yeah? Well, i a bit of everything. So when you get into about younger age, when you go to the big school, uh, they'd say to you, well, what? if you were in a mining town, that's it, you're going to be in a mine, yeah? But they'd say, well, you know, when you get understand what you're going to do, just tell one of your uncles what you want to do you know, do you want to be a, a miner or do you want to be a shipyard person, yeah. Ah, and was um, um, options. <laughs> that, 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 that was sort of, or, or join the army or something like that. And uh, um, Where we played, there was no grass, no trees, no nothing. Bottom of the, mine at the top of the road, railway yards, docks, big wall at the bottom of the road where the building ships, ships at the building. And in front of the big wall at the bottom of the road, uh, it was a, a billboard you know, like a poster site maybe that wood? Yeah. And that was our that was our recreational playground. We used to go and climb on the back of it, look over the walls, and that was that's where we played. And the whole place was just covered in suits and dirt and noise. But once once every month, people would come and put up these posters clean posters on the wall and it would be for washing powders or whiskey or cigarettes or something like something really aspirational and these guys would put up these posters as we watched and when I was 12 I said to my mother because uh, I knew I was artistic my skill was our art kind of things okay and I uh, said to my mother said oh, yeah I know what I want to do now you know for a job after this job I said, all oh, right, okay, what do you want to do, a main, or is it the shipyard, you know, which ones are going to be? I said, no, no, I'm not the main on the shipyard, the posters at the bottom of the road. I said, that's what I want to do. And my mother looked really disappointed. I said, what well, you yeah, she... you want to do the poster? Look, she looked really disappointed. I said, well, she said, I, I don't think you can do that. I said, why not, Mum? She said, well we, well, we don't know anybody with a ladder. <laughs> Can't a ladder. And I said, no ma'am, not put them up. Think them. Up. So <laughs> that's
0: right, she wanted <laughs> <out. laughs> she thought you wanted to actually go and place them there. Yeah, yeah.
1: And i by that time I'd worked out these images were coming from somewhere where life's better. And there's somebody not only printing them, uh, there's somebody actually imagining these things and making them and there. And the whole everybody looks at them and admires them and that's that these, this this whole World out there, yeah, and that's, that's what I wanted to And then I worked out, still being because it's a poor place, that there was such a thing as a, a, a commercial artist. There's artists who paint pictures, but there's commercial artists who do picture stuff for money, yeah. Yeah, well, oh, commercial artists. Was she
0: relieved, your mum, when you explained that you didn't want to be actually the guy who was placing the ads on the ladder, but you actually wanted to make the ads?
1: The yeah, uh, but eventually work that work there. You know, work out. I must speak people like that. Ah, yeah. So
0: then, then she came around. Oh, that's good. Actually, you know what? It's funny because I also, but my my Yeah, my aunt.
1: I'll just say this. Even though I went there, I went to art college, and uh, I was successfully back in London making big, big, big deal commercials and stuff. Yeah.
0: One, one that was your point, your mother's sister.
1: For my, my family, it's a, it's a very working-class socialist place, yeah? And this was the 70s, 60s, 70s. Margaret Thatcher had just closed all the mines and stuff then. And uh, I, went, I was at the funeral with one of my elderly aunts. Okay. And at the time, I had a big advertising campaign, which I created in London, okay. but was running, running in the northeast for a northeast beer called McEwan's Best Scotch. It was all about returning Geordies, people like me, traveling from all around the world to go back for this particular beer. And it was a very famous campaign. Uh, and everybody liked it. And the football crowds would shout, sing it all, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you must my have been was, all, was very indifferent to me, I would say. And she said, oh, I hear you're doing well. And, you know, you're in London doing all that. You know, and you're doing the one with the beer with the guy does, isn't that. I yeah, yeah, that's me. I did that said advertise and I said yes I said sir and she said I always knew you'd turn out rotten
0: you'd turn out really what?
1: rotten, bad
0: <laughs> oh because you <laughs> so were making that... money
1: and I was making advertising Yeah, and advertising was like the devil was it? yeah that was, was seen as really bad it's really. interesting
0: that you actually saw it as the way out but not, yeah. not, not for 99% of the rest of your yeah yeah on this note, actually, um, I also decided to become a. I uh, I mean, I've, I've made the choice in my career and I was 12 as well. Uh, yeah. I don't know why, but I decided that at that age, I wanted to become a lawyer. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, although there were no lawyers in my family, um, but yes, yeah. um, yeah, when I decided. So last question, but not last. Oh,
1: no, last question. The last thing that we watched really well to explain how the law works in France, I mean, it is, this is litigation law, was watching Spiral. Spiral?
0: What is this? Spiral?
1: It was a a big series about legal people in in the police in uh, Paris.
0: Is that a French series? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still don't have a TV set, so... Okay, okay. Okay, I'll Google it, I'll Google it. Spiral. Spiral. Although, yeah, I've been in this business for 20 years, but thanks. I'll (laughs) Google it nonetheless. Um, So, as I was saying, last but not least, we for your expertise and um and you having worked for such a long time in this advertising industry, how, how uh, what direction do you think the business is taking at the moment, um, especially with the digital world slowly replacing most other types of media, in particular TV, radio? Um, well, I th- I think what's happened,
1: what's happening in this advertising's disappeared now. It's just not not doesn't doesn't count. Okay. Uh, John Egerton just did an article some somewhere recently. Said it's lost its swagger because it's swagger. not important. It's not important anymore. It's just stuff, yeah. Okay. And I think all, all this digital world is about. Well, I'm
0: sorry, but I don't think the the the, the, the this message is actually I don't think a penny has dropped in the US. I mean, I never ever watch the t- TV in the US because if you are watching a film, you are going to be bombarded yeah. with oh, No, it, I mean, yeah, no, okay. no. But
1: what, what I meant to happen. Good Good advertising is dead.
0: Ah, good at the to- okay. Like relevant Stop. and smart and witty. Yes, yes. Okay, very yeah. that, enough. That's
1: all there. Stuff yes. is still going to happen. Okay. Um, and it'll drunk, happen
0: in digital- as in drunk. <laughs>
1: yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll uh, happen in the digital world. Okay. And it'll, it'll find out where you are and inhabit your space and just try to be, you know, advocate for their product or service. And just find find out where you are because you you you've got a you got a map of where you what you're watching and what you're doing and all that. And just
0: what you like as well, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So all that kind of stuff. And some of the stuff you like, some of you go on and it's and the, the stuff that's sort of half interest and that's amusing like that. Or people who are just doing like TikTok ads where they just do something silly and. Uh, and then it's sponsored by a sponsor. It's like sponsorship as opposed to propaganda. propaganda. It's not propaganda okay. anymore. Uh, okay. So there's no place for creative advertising. There's some place for creative people to make new creative products and goods and services. That's why I tell everybody: just think of something that you might do it, uh, and you'll have the skills to make it happen. Yeah, because now, now. Very ordinary people can make something that's, that, that can happen uh, and will be able to be made or done or served or used, yeah? unless you need a lot of money, but there's ways to, to, to do that as well.
0: Okay, in a way which is quite cheap and still quite efficient. And, and
1: yeah, you can do that or, or you can build it up, you know. Uh, but I always say to people, when you do start a new goods or service or a product, ask yourself, do you want to do this for the rest of your life? If you're based on, I want to do things with sheep's milk. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my whole life. Will be will keep it small because we make it big. People come and take that from you. You know, just just do it for yourself. Yeah. Or whatever you do, whether it's a new packaging system or an app or something like that, you may think you're going to be Elon Musk, but in fact, Elon Musk will come mm-hmm. to you and say, I-, "I want to buy that because it's cheaper for him to just buy it off you mm-hmm. and uh, and get rid of get the idea behind that and get rid of the opposition." So right from the get-go, so you have to be a serial thinker up that, because you'll, you'll think of something, up. what price will you buy out, mm. uh, take it, because these guys have got more money than you'll ever have, they've, they've got the money already. <laughs> uh, and so you're just there, you're just their R&D department, you may think it's your idea, your world, but in fact you're the R&D department for the super-rich, if you know what I mean, yeah? And if they like it, they'll take it
0: okay so uh
1: summarize so, but with but but, but but with that kind of design advertising the time and stuff if you know that you can actually use that to your advantage make make something famous quickly
0: mm-hmm. and
1: people you get people's attention they'll come and buy and you can make some money
0: out of it and and move on to the next thing right yeah. okay so that's uh, that's much more short short termism than before then i suppose well,
1: I know, do, do you well it's just like us in advertising, work on a campaign for two years and then you go on to the next one, you know, yeah, it's just,
0: yeah.
1: we, we had that great ability to work on insurance and beauty and then cars and beers, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: travel, yeah. we're, we're very, is this is what very I like
0: this is what I like about having your own law firm, you know, and managing a business like mean, this, so is that you yeah. can get clients on different yeah. type of yeah. uh, industries and topics yeah. all the time. And that, well, I mean, when there's not a recession, obviously, like in, at the moment, yeah. but then it's great because then, exactly, when you move on to the next client or the next project, yeah. that's, I like this sort of... Um,
1: and you learn, you learn the peculiarities of that thing, and that's something yeah. that works yeah. somewhere else. Yeah.
0: But then you yeah. never get bored because you're yeah. always learning new stuff, so that's that's what yeah. I like. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for being so generous okay. with your information, your time, okay. your ideas, your, yeah, uh, yeah and, and, and stuff about, about, you know, your trajectory in the uh, in the advertising yeah. world. It was great to uh, to hear all about you. So yeah. thank you, Malcolm. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Yes. Thanks,
1: Andrew. Hope to see you on this side of the Absolutely. Le- Le
0: back in terra firma whenever I can because I'm dying to come back to yeah. London. Yeah. Bye, Malcolm. Bye-bye. Bye again. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Lawfully Creative, Produced by Profit Toto's. Subscribe to our podcast or catch up with our original shows on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, YouTube, Anchor, and many more podcast aggregators and platforms. Please leave a review and rating about our podcast to encourage others to discover our curated content.
1: Thank you.